tomorrow, all of a sudden, you will know about the podcast for your punk ass. Oh, no, you didn't. Yo, as long as the Cowboys win the Super Bowl, man, I don't care. It's about to get hot in here. Oh, no, you didn't. When Bayama looking like the goat already, son. For real. Boy's nice. This is the podcast for your punk ass. Like when it comes to musk, you know, spending's a must. Every beginning has an ending and that's more than enough. It's like trying to see fire on the grease fire. They raise their weapons, they at least fire, release fire. Cram to understand, but it's too hard to handle. So if hip-hop lives, the whole culture is canceled. You tear it up until it's flaring up. flaring up. A contraceptive couldn't even reject it. Between what was and what wasn't effective what was When abstinence wasn't even enough But I hated Beach Street growing up as a boy I mean the break dancing was dope but the graffiti was toy But it's not forever cause it's now or it's never Like in New York the way Randall can't handle the pressure They shoot cause they use the same route to recruit You was born nude but hopefully you die in a suit What? New York Giants Horrible well, With Danny Dimes out for the season That puts them in a good position now to get Caleb Williams from USC with the number one pick. Then you have the New York Jets. Yeah. Haven't made the playoffs since 2010. They should have got a quarterback. Aaron Rodgers goes down. Zach Wilson. Yo, he is, yo, he reminds me of, what's his name? Mark Sanchez. He's horrible. My beloved Yankees. Two games over 500. They've been struggling since second half of last season. It's the Aaron Judge and the Judgettes. <laughs> You know what I mean? The Yankees are just, well, they got all these young guys, but no one seems to be panning out. Yeah. They're going to bring Boone and Boone. Cashman back, Both of them, but it yeah. still comes down to talent. Mm-hmm. New York Mets beats his team. They've been out since May. Let's go. They bring in Serger and uh, what's his name? Verlander. Didn't work out. No. This is over a long time. Yeah. The New York Knicks, okay. Second round of playoffs. Some optimism there. Mm-hmm. Brooklyn Nets, eh, we'll see. The Rangers make the playoffs. But overall, there hasn't been a champion in New York since the Yankees in 2009. Yeah, but you got to look at the WNBA and the, the run the Liberty went on. You know, losing to the Las Vegas Aces in the, in the championship. Uh, the whole postseason with the WNBA this year seemed to get a lot of coverage. Definitely not as much coverage as male sports, but, you know, there's always room for improvement. But you see what I'm saying? So here we go. I said how bad New York sports are, but then I forget you have the New York Liberty who plays in a championship against the Las Vegas Aces. So the bottom line is, you know, even though they're professional sports women's teams, they still don't get the hype and publicity as men's sports. This is nothing new. Is it getting better? Sure. In fact, we have a new WNBA team coming out of San Francisco in 2025. Their attendance have gone up. They increased viewership. Because I remember this last season, I caught a lot of WNBA games on Sunday, Monday, Friday, and Saturday. So there's more viewership. In fact, 2,000 people already bought season tickets for a franchise that's not going to start till 2025. So that's 13, there'll be 13 teams in the WNBA. But obviously we know when we talk about women's sports and men's sports, the dreaded pay gap in that joint is real. Let me give you some statistics, folks. 
1972, when Billie Jean King won the U.S. Open, she was paid $10,000. Okay, 50 years ago. The but, male winner, uh-huh. Nastasi, was paid $25,000, a $15,000 pay gap. <laughs> now, let's be honest, folks. You played the same sport on the same court, same ball, a $15,000 pay gap. Man, I'd be pissed off. That's a lot of money. But now we see in 2023, when Coco Golf won, she won $3 million. The same amount for the male winner, Djokovic. All because of the work of Billie Jean King in Title IX. But really look at it. So think about it. $10,000 in 1973. In 2023, $3 million. Yo, Beeks, I'm in the wrong business. <laughs> the sports industry is unreal, son. Yeah. That number tops inflation triple-double time. Mm-hmm. However, if we look at other tournaments, like the Cincinnati Open. She won that, right? Okay. We still see pay gaps. Yeah. Coco Golf won the Cincinnati yeah. Open. Mm-hmm. She won 455000 while Djokovic, same tournament, what, got a million dollars. You know that. That's I mean, a $544,000 gap, son. There's still work to do. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. I would be pissed. That's a lot of money. Half a million dollar gap. We see the gap in the Cincinnati in the Canadian Open. We see the Italian Open, male winners, total amount, $8.4 million. For women, $3.9 million. Mm. Now, in all the Grand Slams, the four of them, the Australian, the French, Wilmington, U.S. Open, yeah. we see equal pay. But then you hear some folks getting mad because they'll say, well, why are they getting equal pay while the men play five sets and women pay, play three sets? Well, you know Why? Because they should. Putting in that work, playing, get paid. Yeah, but you still have a gap in pay with all these other tournaments besides the Grand Slam. And these aren't like a dollar or two dollars, which isn't right anyway, but these are significant pay gaps. Yes. Because in those other tournaments, on those tournaments, both both sexes are playing three match out of best out of three. But I gave you the numbers. $455,000 455000 for golf, $1 million for Djokovic. Same tournament, same amount of matches, about to win six, $545,000 gap. But we see those gaps in, of course, basketball. I did some digging. NBA salary cap, $136 million. WNBA, million. (laughs) In other words, LeBron James or many of these elite players can pay the whole payroll of a WNBA team out their pocket. They can buy the team. Yeah, sure. Think about that. Mm -hmm. That's 12 players, $1.5 million payroll. So, of course, what you're going to have is the top players like the New York Liberty, Unescu, $200,000, Brianna Stewart, but then if you go on the low end, like players 10 through 12, 
they're probably making sixty, seventy thousand dollars, maybe less. Now people no. don't realize this. They also get subsidized housing, but still, one point five million dollars yeah. for the payroll. NBA $136 million. We also see in shoe contracts. In the history of WNBA, 12 women have received shoe contracts over the 27-year history. And we see the recent one is Brianna Stewart with Puma. She signed a shoe contract. But the reality is most dudes are wearing women's sneakers, right? Some dudes will. What? Yo, I got the brand new Stewie, son. Right? You know what I mean? I got the brand new Candace Park. Rocking them joints, man. But women will wear Jordans and nobody's tripping. Mm -hmm. But guys aren't going to wear women's sneakers. You see what I'm saying? Because folks are are going to start talking about you. Yo, they're sneakers. They're made up of the same same leather, you know what I mean, shoelaces. But the bottom line, you see these gaps is that in our culture, right, let's just be honest about it. We value male sports over female sports. That is just the reality. People love to say, well, they don't dunk in the WNBA, right? Or men's games are faster and all these other arguments to make. But we see in terms of sports talk radio, hardly talk about it. Merchandising, right? Who's wearing the t-shirts, the shirts, the jerseys, the sneakers? Fan attendance. WNBA might average about eight to ten thousand fans a game. NBA is doing way more than that. So the argument is of pay equity is that it's straight economics, supply and demand. How can I pay someone ten million dollars when the revenue is way less than ten million dollars? Yeah, but what is the annual revenue of the WNBA? You know, I'm sure it's significantly lower than the annual revenue for the NBA because the NBA grosses an absurd amount of money. The NBA made $10 billion. Yeah. The WNBA made $60 million. There you go. Yeah. So that's the argument, uh-huh. right? If you're making total revenue $60 million, how can I pay somebody $20 million? Exactly, yeah. That's basically three players at $20 million. Now you don't have a league. It'll be a three-on-three league. You right? see? Mm-hmm. So that's the argument in terms of the pay gap. That one league's bringing home $10 billion while another's bringing in $60 million. That's why many WNBA players go over to Europe and play in the offseason. There's no offseason. You play all year round. The WNBA's trying to stop that, but they don't pay enough, and I get it. Remember, sports is a short window. you only young once. So you gotta make all the money you can make while you can make it. So many of these women play WNBA. The season ends. They go over to Turkey. They go to Israel. I doubt they go to Russia anymore. Right? Turkey, Israel, Spain. They play there and then they come right back and start the WNBA season. But we see that attendance WA has gone up. More viewership. We see the same thing with NC2A women's basketball. I think LSU is going to drive up attendance with Angel Reese, Flajay. They got two transfers, Van Leith from Louisville, and they got this other sister from yeah, DePaul. Yeah, Anisha Morrow, Dave. She averaged 25 points, like 12 rebounds at DePaul last year. She should flourish in this system easily. Angel Reese is killing it. 
with the endorsements. So LSU is going to be on your radar this upcoming season, which is good for women's college basketball. They drew 9.9 million last year in that game, but we know why. Black woman Angel Reese, the bad person, versus Caitlin Clark, the white woman, the good person, quote unquote. And we see that race generates revenue. Larry Bird versus Magic Johnson. Revenue, money, moolah, dinero. We're obsessed with race in this country. We love it. It's always a great story and it's good for business. LSU and, and Iowa might meet again. Wouldn't that the ultimate repeat? I don't know if that's the first time ever women's Final Four, the same two teams, but that would run the revenue up even more. You see what I'm saying? So we see that with women's sports, professional sports, look at the National Women's Soccer League. They're about to expand to 16 teams. So there is a demand. It's getting more popular, but again, not generating the revenue because it's still not popular enough amongst what? Regular fans in this country. And the reason why is because in American society, you know, sexism is real. I mean, let's just be honest. Many men, many women do not value women athletes. Right? It's just, it just not. It's not personal, they would say. I just don't like it. They play below the rim. Right? I just can't get into it. You see what I'm saying? And this just happens. No one tells you not to like it. It's the role of media, sports talk radio. It's how we're socialized. Like when I was a kid, my father didn't tell me, yo, Dave, don't watch women athletes. No one tells you. But when you talk to your friends, when you're a sports fanatic as a kid, it's all male-driven. So it just becomes socialized. You see what I'm saying? You just appreciate male sports. But your teachers didn't tell you in school. But then you saw you went to a high school game, the boys' games outdrew the girls' games. That's how it starts. No one told you not to go to the women's games. But when you see most of the fans not going, you just don't go. So think back to your high school days, right? Who got all the hype? Oh, yeah, the boys' teams always got more attention than the girls. Right? Even though the girls' team might be better. Now, yeah. this might change if your school team is dominant. Yeah, but on the average, like on an average high school night, most fans are going to attend the boys' game. Look at Texas. Yeah. Texas high school football. These oh. folks be packing stadiums yeah. in high school. Yeah, that's different. Again, valuing boys' sports. So this is a systemic historical problem. Do I see that changing in 20 years? Uh, to be honest, I, don't, I, I see more people watching, but it, it's, not a, it's about revenue, merchandising, ticket sales, TV contracts. You have to get more Americans engaged in watching and talking about it. So again, let's say in 10 years, right? Obviously, we'll, I, I think we'll see an increase in women playing professional sports, increase in consumers, increase in watching, increase in attendance. 
But again, it's going to be a long time before WNBA brings in, you know, a billion dollars. Remember, NBA $10 billion, WNBA $60 million. I think $60 million is, what's his name, salary. Jalen Brown, who just signed the largest contract in NBA history. He's about 50-something million. Think about that. So one NBA player, one and a half, brings in as much as the total revenue of the WNBA. Think about that for a minute. So again, it's a straight market argument. If we're bringing in $60 million, how can I pay $10 million? So you look at many WNBA rosters, I think top players at about 200000 Then obviously they have endorsements, other deals for the elite players. But players like, you know, 7 through 12, you see what I'm saying? They might take home 70000 right? Free housing, no endorsement deals. It's almost like just a regular job. I'm guessing the supplement incomes doing basketball camps, playing overseas. You see what I'm saying? So again, how do we address that issue? While NBA players 7 through 12, minimum salary NBA is $3 million. So you don't need no side job or side hustle. You see what I'm saying? So there's a long way to go to close these pay gaps. But we see in tennis, at least at the Grand Slams, they're trying. But we know in golf, there's pay gaps. I'm assuming in bowling, in other sports, we see inequality in pay. I'm thinking the Olympics. I'm thinking uh, gold medalists, male or females, get the same amount of money. Yeah, so I just checked. So for the Olympics, gold medalist 33.5, silver 22.5, bronze 15,000. Man, that's kind of low. But nevertheless, they make their money from endorsements. Nike, you know, Adidas. But whether you're male or female, that's what you get for winning a gold, silver, or bronze. Okay? But again, if we look at endorsement deals, you know, we'll probably see gender gaps. Because again, more people buy male merch. That's just how we're socialized, to value male sports. Again, no one told you growing up, you just see it in society. When we think of female sports, we always think about how they look, magazines, covers. How can we sell product to young guys? You see what I mean? Remember at Corner Anna Kornikova? She couldn't play a lick, made millions in endorsements. Maria Sharapova, the tennis player who Serena dominated, she made more money than Serena in endorsements. Blonde hair, blue eyes, son, you know the game. So who's the market? Young white males. See, 18 to 35. We market to them. They buy, they download, they Instagram, they follow. That's how capitalism works. And you don't stop to question the system. Why do I like Maria Sharapova over Serena Williams? They'll say I think she's more beautiful. It ain't personal. That's what I think. That's how these markets work. She had a disadvantage of an African-American woman. I mean, that's just the reality. And that's what advertisers know. You don't say it, but you know it. 
just like you have uh, from uh, LSU, Olivia Dunn, one of the highest paid NIL, gymnast at LSU. UF, we have Trinity Thomas, who gets all these tens. But Olivia Dunn makes more money on NIL deals. She's more popular than Trinity Thomas. But Trinity Thomas is a better gymnast. But when it comes to marketing, it doesn't matter if, for instance, tomorrow, this could be the top-rated podcast tomorrow, then guess what? Advertisers will follow. Whether I'm better than Jim Rohn or Stephen A, it's what the market dictates. So if people out there like this at 10 million likes tomorrow, all of a sudden, you will know about the podcast for your punk ass. So does race really generate revenue? Or does the pace just create what you never knew? Can you hear it? Listen to what they're telling you. They read it off the teleprompter for television news. Because if it's all good now, later it'll be greater. Make sure the record's spinning before crossing the fader. Your lightsaber's on before flossing with Vader. Because sometimes less is just a little bit more. But does the fighting come before and the questions come after? Can read the writing on the wall when the building's been blasted. The fighting comes before and then the questions come after. We had a cure for cancer, mama still would be dancing. No and that's how it works in terms of women's sports. Still based upon how one looks. When we talk about LeBron James, we don't talk about how handsome he is. Nobody cares. Don't talk about that. We talk about Kenny Hoop. How many triple doubles? Who's getting dunked on? But again, if you're a woman athlete in a magazine cover, Vanity Fair comes step to you. We want to do a cover. Do you say no in a nice two-piece, in a nice gown? Do you say no? That adds to your brand. But it just f- further reinforces women athletes and, and sexual objects. What do you do? I mean, we see the same in hip-hop. There are more successful commercial female artists than ever. So we see the same trends in hip-hop. More female artists. But the argument is that, you know, some, some people have a problem with what they're rapping about. They're rapping about what men rapped about. Sex, money, cars. Taking advantage of the other sex. Men been doing it for years. So there's a double standard that still exists in the culture. But over time, it's changed because if you listen to a lot of young, young people, they say, you know what? I agree what City Girls is talking about. If they can take advantage of a dude, go ahead and do it. Guys been doing it for years. So a lot of young women like, you know what? Why not? Everything in society is changing, folks. We talked about this race, so moral panic. More women, professional sports. More women, uh, uh, more rappers. More women becoming independent. So I think for a lot of men, that's a problem. Right? It's an issue. So I think, again, that's that fear, right? More professional women athletes, okay, more women demanding higher wages, which not only impacts sports, but society, right? We need to close the wage gap. That's the discussion in the culture. Two people doing the same job at the same level, but because one guy, one is a male, they should get more money. Based on what? Because he's a male, that's what. You see what I'm saying? Not that he's better, 
you get a few you get a few more dollars and again that adds up so it's all relative so think of the pay gap between Djokovic and Coco Golf she's not making that money up that's $500,000 lost because of gender gaps so whether you make $15 an hour to 13 that's $2 an hour less you're getting $8 a week do that over a year over a lifetime you're losing money based on gender we see the same thing for race black folks make less than white people so you start adding that up over years that's a lot of money that you can't get back just look at the data income gaps black person white person same amount of years experience all that you're still going to get less money because you're black well how can we prove that so-and-so is better we all know job performances for most people are subjective so that benefit of the doubt you know leans towards race leans towards gender that's how it works so we gotta definitely address these issues which Billie Jean King did 50 years ago and we see the fruits of her labor in the Grand Slam. So my last point, we talk about inequities. When will the WNBA allow women to enter the draft earlier? It's 2023. Women athletes are so much better now, they don't need four years of college. Right? Spencer Haywood did it back in the day. Why can't they do it? Gonna, they need some sort of lawsuit. This makes no sense. For them to have to do four whole years of college basketball. The talent is getting better and younger each and every year. Now, of course, this NIL, one can argue. In fact, Angel Reese is making more money through NIL when she, before she signs the first WNBA contract. She's making, she's valued at a million a year on her NIL. A rookie contract in WNBA is what, 70000 Who knows? She might stay in school another year and get some more NIL money. That'd be interesting. If they won LSU one again, that's two straight. Do you stay in school, go for the unprecedented, oh no, let me take that back because UConn won like four straight. My bad. Do you go for the three straight? more NIL money or you put the NIL money down and go to the WNBA and take a severe pay cut but more than likely you probably make the money up with what endorsements they'll probably still keep keep her endorsements when she goes to the next level but something to think about so end of the day we have to find ways to close these gaps but we also have to find other ways to lend more support to women's sports. Watching, talking, buying merchandise. Maybe I should go buy me some Stewies. They make size 16, I'll start rocking them. You know what I mean? Maybe they make a size 16, we'll find out. You see what I mean? Start rocking the Los Angeles Aces gear. Because again, they won the first championship in the city of Las Vegas. But more popularity goes to the Raiders and the Vegas and the hockey team. 
So this must be frustrating for many women athletes who put the work in, put the time in, but not getting that recognition from outside of their core base of fans. And that's what we talk about. We talk about sports, right? You have your core fans, have your casual fans. Tiger Woods got the core fan, but he got the casual fan. You know you didn't watch any golf until Tiger Woods played. You weren't interested. And when Tiger got kicked out, when Tiger didn't make it on Sunday, you weren't watching. When Michael Jordan was in the league, the casual fan was watching. When he retired, the casual fan left. You weren't interested. So for women's sports, you got your hardcore core fan, but how do you reach the general fan to get them interested buying, watching, you see what I mean, and talking about women's sports, and I'm out. And that's the show, folks. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter, and subscribe to the show on iTunes, because we're going to bring you another podcast for your punk ass as soon as it's humanly possible. Cause without you, the dark brown shades of my skin, there would only be us. Only add color to my tears. Oh, oh, that splash against my hollow bones. That rocks my soul. Looking back over my false dreams that I once knew Wondering why my dreams never came true Is it because I'm black? Uh Somebody tell me what can I do? Oh Lord Oh Something is holding me back Uh Is it because I'm black? Yeah In this world of no pity I was raised in the ghettos of the city Mama, she worked so hard to earn every penny. Yeah.